When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. My answer is no. The question, has anyone received their government-approved COVID test yet? I ordered the first day, because our tax dollars paid for it, and still haven't received them. This was a question that I was tagged in from... At which way EJ underscore 513. It's got to be a better Twitter handle than that. I mean, I realize you're naming yourself maskless meanderer, but <laughs> at which way EJ underscore 513. Got to be a better handle. A- anyway, uh, the question is no, I haven't, and I want to know why. Now, uh, this person. At which way, EJ underscore 513, said that they ordered the first day. Now, I ordered their original announced first day, but they opened the site early. And some people ordered then as well. Now, I've seen pictures online uh, from people who claim to have received it and taken pictures. And, you know, we're all supposed to be mad and upset that they're made in China, which. I don't necessarily disagree with, but I have not received mine. And I would like to know why, because I ordered mine early the first day, the announced first day of that website opening. And I want to know where my tests are. That's a, it's a good question. And I thought the USPS was supposed to be on top of it. And apparently they need me now more than ever to run that joint. Just saying. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, congratulations to Afghanistan. I know you don't really congratulate Afghanistan for much anymore, but their opium production has skyrocketed. So it's going to provide the Taliban government a pretty good source of revenue. Uh, They're looking at between 1.8 and 2.7 billion dollars this year so congratulations to afghanistan and you're welcome for getting out of there and helping you get that production back online because that's good news that is good news now i guess that's nine to fourteen percent of afghanistan's gross domestic product what else comes out of afghanistan i'd like to know there's now according to that that means there's what, 86% of other stuff that comes out of Afghanistan? What is it? I'd like to know. I mean, is it a jacket? Are they making clothes? I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know. I just want to know. I thought that that was what Afghanistan did. Opium production. That's what they did. The drug lords in Afghanistan rule. From the growing to the shipping to the exporting. Uh, shipping in country and then exporting out of country. That's what they do. And they do it pretty good. And they do it pretty good. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry for that country. 
And apparently, we're still sending them money. Yeah. Now, they claim that they have suspended all contact with the Afghan government and terminated, suspended, or paused all on-budget assistance. Oh, okay. Really? Well, yeah, but you know what? Some, that was all what they're calling on-budget assistance. So, apparently, there's a thing called off-budget assistance, which we are giving them money. And we announced that we're giving them $308 million in humanitarian aid. Just And we've announced that. Oh, well, that's to, you know, obviously combat poverty and hunger that runs rampant. I don't disagree. I, I hope that we are doing something that actually reaches the people. I doubt it. Whether it be on budget or off budget. Ugh. I mean, that's why I said originally when we went into Afghanistan, how many, you know, hundred years ago, that what we needed to do was create another crop for these farmers to grow so that they weren't dependent on the opium. Um, we haven't done that and we never did. Now, originally my plan was, is that they should, you know, raise bees. <laughs> <laughs> really, that should have been what they've done. I mean, we're talking about bees shortages all over the world. Afghanistan could be the honey leader and just raise bees and honey. I mean, they should have done that years ago. Did they listen to me? No. Should they have listened to me? The answer is yes. Still, though, congratulations to the Taliban government for getting that opium production back up and running and getting that to almost $3 billion, according to the latest report. However, uh, Afghanistan's Taliban government did not make the world's most admired companies list. Now, I know, well, that's a country, Jeff. Okay, I got it. But I see where Fortune has their most admired companies list, which is wonderful. Now, they poll some 3,700 corporate executives, directors, and analysts, and they say, oh, who's your favorite company? Oh, your favorite company? Oh, please tell us who you love. Well, Apple, for the 15th straight year, number one. And uh, then, you know, they've, of course, uh, added the, uh, thanks to the global pandemic, Pfizer, has hit the list at uh, number four. But, uh, and, and really, the COVID test and drug development equipment company, the Donaher, they only made it to 37, so they need to pick up the pace a little bit. But the top 10 most admired companies, thanks to Fortune, you're looking at J.P. Morgan Chase, number 10. Number nine, Netflix. Number eight, Starbucks. Number seven, Alphabet. Number six, Berkshire Hathaway. Number five, Walt Disney. Number four, as I already stated, of Pfizer. Number three, I bet you can guess the top three. If you already know Apple's number one, what's number two? Amazon. And number three, Microsoft. So congratulations to the top 10 most admired corporations thanks to the polling of 3,700 corporate executives, director, and analysts. Congratulations to those companies. Some would say uh, that those companies are 
part of that whole great reset kind of thing, but that <laughs> just be silly. So never mind. Just congratulations to them. And I don't think CNN made that fortune list either. I see where Jeff Zucker, I just resigned yesterday. Have a nice day. Take care of a little bit too much of business at the old CNN headquarters. Uh, now it's come out that, uh, he was uh, taking care of a little business with his assistant, the uh, marketing officer, Allison Golas, uh, they said, look, the relationship, uh, we've been together for a long time, and she's a senior colleague. And during the pandemic, you know, you're locked up. You can't go anyplace. What are you going to do? Hey, Allison, come here. <laughs> hey, Allison, you want to come in here for a second? I got a little business to discuss. And so he was supposed to disclose the relationship under, you know, company rules, and he failed to do that. So they kicked him to the curb. Well, I mean, he resigned. Have a nice day. Apparently, she gets to stay under the new Me Too world rules. She gets to stay. Uh, wasn't she supposed to disclose the relationship as well? Oh, he was her boss. She was the power. She goes the power dynamic. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever. That's fine. So according to Zucker, he's led the company since 2013. Boy, what a great job he's done. And the romance was revealed during an investigation into the former CNN host, Chris Cuomo. Now, we, I, we're, we're finding out more about that, that Chris Cuomo, once they fired him, he said, I'm taking you all down. Uh, unless he was, they were, he was trying to get like, I don't know, a few million dollars, 18 million bucks from CNN. And CNN didn't want to pay him the 18 million. And so, all right, you know, the thing about uh, playing chicken is knowing when the other guy is going to flinch. And so maybe Zucker said, I'm not paying you the $18 million. Go ahead. And the attorneys were like, ooh, Jeff, no, 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 no. Uh, you were, we're not going to pay him the $18 million and you are going to say that you had your affair, and we are getting out of here. Okay? And everybody's happy. Have a nice day. Okay. All right. No problem. Now, I know that, I mean, there's got, they've had a few... How should we put it? Uh, dirt bags? I don't know the whole love story between Zuck and uh, Allison, but I, to be fair, uh, this is, you know, while it's, a, you know, it's CNN and it's Jeff Zucker, and this is what you get. I got it. I got it. This is what you get. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like the other dirt bag cases that are going on uh, throughout CNN. Right, so this was just a consensual relationship, according to Zuck, and uh, you know they were, you know, it was during the pandemic. I think the relationship's been going on for quite a while now, more than the pandemic. The pandemic was just an excuse, but I know that uh, Zuck's been divorced since 2018, and I heard some stories and read some stories about her and they were living in the same building. And so I'm sure that there's, you know, for a number of years, <laughs> I'm sure Allison and Zuck are just, you know, working together and look during the day, what are you going to do? You get, it's a busy day. It's a long day. He was putting in long hours at the office. And so, you know, you get, you get tired and you got a lot of work still to do for the day. You need a little pick-me-up. Allison, can you come in here for a second, please? 
<laughs> I understand, Jeff. I, I'm with you. I got it. But them's the rules, baby. Them's the rules. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. Oh my gosh, it's so cold here in Texas now. Still doesn't change the goodness of a nice, cold, refreshing beverage. Anyway, so uh, it's really cold here in Texas. I mean, 100 million people across 25 states from New Mexico to Vermont are under winter storm alerts through tomorrow. For those of you listening live, today is Thursday, the 3rd of February, 2022. Um, I guess this storm is named... Landon, and uh, okay, I gotcha. So six thousand flights have been canceled already, and I mean, there's going to be more than that. Southwest Airlines called a snow day uh, for St. Louis and Dallas uh, on Thursday. I mean, they're just shut down. Nope, ah, we're not open. Have a nice day. Oh, you had flights? Tough. And I know they're going to do their best uh, at these airports. Are they? But uh, for those of you that uh, were wondering, you know, I was filling in for Pat this week because he was on vacation down in Florida. And I said yesterday on the morning show, uh, I doubt that Mr. Gray is going to be able to get out of Florida and get back here in time to do a show on Monday. So I could be sitting in on Monday. But we decided I was going to stay at the studios yesterday, last night, and do the show this morning. And if those of you are listening to this and have uh, you know, do watch and or listen to Pat's show. You know, it was a replay this morning because we decided, you know what? I'm just going to, we'll just play, we'll do a best of, and we'll see what happens for Friday because Friday's probably going to be, tomorrow's probably going to be worse than today. Uh, but I didn't want to get stuck at the studios for three or four days. I know, I know. Don't you care about your job, fat man? I do. I do care about my job, but I feel like had I stayed there last night, and then did the morning show, and then recorded uh, this show there, I would not have been able to get out. And it's getting worse here as I speak. Uh, It's gotten colder and snowing. The roads are icy. It rained all afternoon yesterday into the evening. So now all that rain has turned into ice. And I know that they were out on the roads. They had the express lanes shut down yesterday. Yesterday morning when I went to work, the express lanes were shut down. So driving home last night, because Wednesday is a late night for me, I don't break up my schedule for you, but I'm usually at the studios late on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, so I'm driving, I'm driving, when I was going into work at 4 a.m. Tuesday, right? Tuesday into Wednesday, no, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, uh, the express lanes were already closed. So on my way home, at, uh, I think it was like seven or eight o'clock last night there, you know, the express lanes are all closed. So the regular road lanes are backed up. I mean, what kind of, I don't even get me started on who's running this joint, but it's just agonizing. So, you know, they shut them down early and that's what happens here in Texas. Oh, there's going to be snow and ice. Shut it down. You just stay home. Oh, okay. No problem. And we better not lose power. Okay. I know last year's winter storm that caused, you know, the electrical outages. And I mean, hundreds of people lost their lives. And so I know that it's not supposed to be as cold for as long this storm. But Abbott has pretty much hung his hat on, oh, you know, you're not going to lose power. No problem. Now, he started to backtrack that 
yesterday. Well, no one can guarantee there won't be any power outages during the storm. Wait, what? You said that there weren't going to be any power outages at all. Well, if it's ice and the storm lines come down and, you know, one thing leads to another. Uh Uh-huh. But that's not what you said, Governor Abbott. And look, I'm with you. I know that we can't, you know, can't guarantee that no one is going to lose power. I got you. We lose power. You know, places lose power every day. However... Some of the work that they claim to have done to the power grid really wasn't enough. And uh, their uh, promises fall on deaf ears as far as I'm concerned. And, I mean, at least the uh, I didn't realize that they uh, were here in Texas. But Riot Blockchain, one of the biggest Bitcoin miners, is here in Texas. And they have shut down to conserve electricity ahead of the storm. Gosh darn it. Good for them. Thank you, Texas Riot Blockchain. And if that keeps the power on at my house, <laughs> thank you. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll, we'll be probably back on in the studios on Monday, I'm guessing. Because I look out my window right now as I'm recording this, and I'm planning on being right here. Okay? Got plenty of food. Got plenty of drink. I'm warm. I'm staying right here. So I hopefully you are too. No matter where you're listening to this show, uh, wherever you're a subscriber to this show at, I hope that you are warm and safe. That's what I want for any, everyone. That's, that's all. I, that's all I really want for you. Yes, you. I'm looking right at you. That's all I want for you is to be warm and safe. I think that's the. I think that's the new. <laughs> This is the chewing the fat. Uh, that's my slogan for chewing the fat. Warm and safe. Okay, I see where uh, Whoopi is uh, being reported now, and I, I, you know, whether true or not, I don't know. I guess we have to believe that it's true since it's being reported, right? Uh, she is livid over her suspension over there at the View, and according to this headline, the old EGOT winner. Whoopi is 66 now. Wow. And she is an EGOT winner. I mean, there's not many of them in the world. Uh, She is, as I said, livid. And she's threatening to quit the view over her suspension. Now, I would say that, uh, you know, oh, well, boy, what a shame that would be, huh? And maybe ABC does say, bye. Go ahead. Have a nice day. Whatever we owe you, here. Get out. And that's very possible. And Whoopi, you know, as I said yesterday, uh, I think it was just, anyway, she's been busy. She's working. She's, and she's, and Whoopi's not hurting for cash. Okay. She, Whoopi is warm and safe. <laughs> Clearly, Whoopi is warm and safe. But I get that she feels humiliated. At being disciplined. And it is kind of silly. I mean, it is kind of silly that she was uh, suspended. Uh, She probably should have been fired. But what are you going to do? It's Whoopi Goldberg, right? And ABC. So, uh, you know, to her, I was just asking questions. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Well, we found out other hosts uh, in in the past have just been asking questions. And you can't ask that kind of stuff. Be interesting to go back and see Whoopi's thoughts on Megyn Kelly. 
Wouldn't that be interesting? I wonder how Whoopi reacted to that. If she cared about that at all. Huh. I wonder what her reaction was when Sharon Osbourne got the axe from The Talk. I wonder what that was. Huh. Just makes you wonder. And those people lost their gigs over presumably uh, nothing racist comments, right? Sharon was uh, saying uh, she wasn't racist. And uh, Megan was talking, asking questions about dressing as, uh, as blackface and dressing up as other characters that were not your race and asking questions. Both got on the ax. Uh, Whoopi is saying that, uh, the Holocaust wasn't about race and she was just asking questions, right? But she didn't lose her job. She got suspended. So I would say, you know, like I said with Jeff Zucker, them's the rules, Whoopi. You went ahead and made them live with them now. I don't agree with the rules. I think the rules are stupid. I think anyone being fired or suspended for thinking and saying something that they think uh, is crazy. You should be able to say and think whatever the hell you want. Oh, you still can, Jeff. Can you? Can you? You can here on the blaze. That's for sure. Uh, There's a few other places uh, available to do that, but it's getting smaller and smaller. I mean, you see where Rudy Giuliani shows up on The Masked Singer. Okay. Now The Masked Singer, I do not watch The Masked Singer. I have watched it in the past. I got bored with it. It's agonizing. They all, it's too much. They try to be too funny and the singers and whatever. But I know of people who watch the show and you know, whatever, it's fine. It's a, you know, stupid network TV show. However, uh, they're filming the latest season and Rudy Giuliani was revealed to be one of the contestants on The Masked Singer. Uh, I don't think he was a contestant. I think he was a special uh, performance, right? He was, um, what did they call? He was a uh, mystery singer. Yeah, he was the, their mystery singer. And so during the taping, two of the judges walk out. Robin Thicke and Ken Jung. Is that how you pronounce his last name? J-E-O-N-G. Half expect to see a Marfa Fallis. No, that's not. That's him. You know, the comedian guy. Anyway, so they walked off. Oh, okay. Now, Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Scherzinger, who, you know, I love them, man. You can't get enough of them. Uh, they remained on the stage and bantered with Giuliani. And then eventually, uh, Thick and John just returned to the stage. Oh, they realized that uh, they weren't going to shut the show down. That's what needs to happen. You want to walk off? Walk off, douches. But you know what? We're not going to stop the taping. All right, well, he's part of the show now, so get on with it. So we'll see. Is Rudy Giuliani going to bring down the end of the Masked Singer? I think not, but you never know. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Okay, a couple of stories that came through email. Those of you that want to contact the show, you can email uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Anytime, you can always follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio, And Getter is at JeffyJFR as well. I never get to that Getter story I got to talk about too. Anyway, uh, these are stories come from email. This one from Zach uh, reading, Jeffy, read this story and first thought I had was this is so a Jeff Fisher type of story. Love you guys at the blaze, except Stu. We only like Stu. You don't have to throw that in there. All you got to do is say, we love you guys at the Blaze, except Stu. That's good. That's You need to know when to end the sentence. So anyway, thank you. The story that, they, that Zach sent was about a Bismarck woman who has been charged with assault. She attacked a police officer. Oh, my gosh. This is why people don't like police. Okay, I support the police. Okay, 100%. I love the, well, I don't love the police. I support them. And I know they have a job to do. And I respect that job. I truly do. I get it. I know how difficult it is. But this kind of story is what makes you not like police officers. Okay. And this, I hope there's a judge that has some sort of common sense. <laughs> Uh, I kill me sometimes. <laughs> uh, I hope there's a judge with common sense. Sure would be nice to see a couple around America, wouldn't it? Anyway, uh, this Bismarck woman has been charged with assaulting a police officer after she slapped the officer's butt. Okay, so the officer's. Uh, from the Burley County Sheriff's Office, and I guess it's Burley, B-U-R-L-E-I-G-H, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, so I apologize to Burley County uh, people that are listening to this. I apologize, and those of you that know how it's supposed to be pronounced, I apologize, okay? But uh, they're conducting a bar check. Okay, what are you doing? You know what the bar, you know there's a bar, people are drinking, get out. All right, you want to pull people over for DUI, sit outside. But don't be walking through, making a bar check. Okay, so then, uh, 50-year-old, she does not look 50. Maybe you ought to think about not uh, drinking. Anyway, uh, Sandra C. Cobbs-Sabo slapped one on the butt. Then the officer takes her into custody. She asked if he was married and told him, I love a man in uniform. Loves a man in uniform and slaps him on the ass. Come on, you're doing a bar check. What are you doing? That's why people don't like police officers right there. The lady said she can't, I can't believe I'm going to jail for slapping a a sexy cop on the ass. Yeah, no kidding. Now she's out on bond now, charged with misdemeanor sexual assault and a felony simple assault on a peace officer. If she's convicted on both these counts, first of all, America is done if she's convicted on both of these. But if she's convicted, they say she faces up to six years behind bars. This is embarrassing. That police officer should be embarrassed. I That is agonizing. I can't believe that this happens in America. I really can't. And if you can, if, please... Officer, call me here at Chewing the Fat. Email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com and let me know 
how, why you would arrest a woman in a bar that you're doing a bar check on as you walk by and she slaps you in the ass. I mean, she's, that's just unbelievable. America is doomed if this lady gets charged. If the judge does not say, officer, stop it, then we are doomed. Then I got an email from John asking the question, how do you always get ahead of the curve and then someone else cashes in? I know, John, that's the story of my life. Thank you. I'm aware of my own history. I don't need it pointed out by you. I point it out on this show often enough, but he's tagged that email with the story about the space cryptocurrency announcing the launch of the new token aimed at cleaning up space debris. Ain't I been saying it? Ain't I been saying it? Name that movie. So uh, they announced the launch of the first space cryptocurrency. Now they launched this the first of this year. And so it's uh, interesting that they are using this cryptocurrency and it's designed to support the space economy by funding the cleanup of space debris as well as funding planetary defense efforts. Wonder where most of the money will go. Just asking. I'd just like to see a breakout of where the money is going. Because we really, the maximum number of Skittle tokens, SKTL tokens, will be set at 300 million tokens. 200 million tokens will be airdropped out in the token's initial distribution, which will consist of 100 million tokens that will be airdropped on January 1st, so those have already been dropped. Users who enter their wallet addresses into the Skittles airdrop registration page on skittles.com and 100 million, which will be set aside for the space... Okay, 100 million of those will be set up as for the space cleanup fund, which is governed by the Skittles Advisory Board. I'd like to be a part of that advisory board, please. The purpose of the Space Cleanup Fund is to fund space cleanup as well as planetary defense from asteroids and comets. 10% of the Skittle tokens held in the Space Cleanup Fund will be donated each year, the first Thursday of each May, Space Day, to fund these efforts in a process outlined in the Skittle government's document. Okay, well, we have got to go to Skittles.com. And I, why am I not a part of the Skittle Space Crypto, helping to clear the way for the space revolution? By supporting Skittles, you support a new incentive of social good through profit motive. Oh, man, do I want to be... <laughs> I don't know that I actually want to be a part of this, but I love the uh, social good through profit motive. Isn't that... Per- and that is perfect. That is perfect. So... Anyway, uh, they do. we do need to do something with space debris. And whether we need to bring in the new space debris mafia, I don't know. But somebody needs to get up there and get rid of that trash. We're already trying, thinking about, we can sue. Can we sue Elon Musk for uh, having uh, all this stuff and all this trash in, the, in, the, in space? Well, uh, no. And now they want to know if they can sue him because, oh, that's tomorrow. Okay. So today's the third. I got a little nervous for a second. I thought today was the day. Um, if you're listening to this, it is, again, it's the third of February. So there's a rocket going to be crashing into the moon on the fourth, tomorrow, February 4th, 2022. And I am looking forward to it. I want video. I want to see it all. But what they're talking about is, could we sue that? Oh, uh, you know, for the SpaceX rocket smashing into the lunar surface at 5,700 miles an hour, it should create a decent-sized crater, one that's got, uh, you know, it should be about 19 meters. Okay, 
Well, first of all, we don't know how big 19 meters is. <laughs> how about you let us, you know, talk in American sizes? Anyway, so uh, if littering is illegal, then why can't Elon Musk throw trash on the moon? Ah, oh, that's funny. That's ah, funny. Because it's, it's space debris and nobody's responsible and just get out of the way. And it's hitting the moon. Who cares? I thought we were all... The moon is all of ours, right? So no one can own the moon, although the United States is the owner of the moon. I believe that. I will fight for that till the end of time. Don't even don't even talk about the moon is the world. We all see it. Okay, that's fine. But for right now, for right now, in this space-time continuum, the moon belongs to the United States of America. If you're listening to this podcast, Outside of America, I'm sorry. I love you. I love your country. I love all of your little funny little idiosyncrasies that only you and your country do. But the moon is the United States. Okay, that belongs to us. I know. I know. Look, I'm sorry. You can I'll wipe away the tear. Here, let me let me get a little piece of towel and Harry, come here. Come here. And I'll wipe that tear away from you. There you go. But it belongs to us. Okay? It just does. That's just, that is just science. You know, talking about uh, the space and the space garbage got me looking at, uh, you know, I've got plenty of stories under my space heading these days. A lot going on in space. Plus, I've been proved correct again that we are not ready for prime time space travel. I mean, just this past weekend, the SpaceX launch was scrubbed multiple times. The first few times, the first two or three times was because of weather related issues so there was too many clouds in the sky and then the last postponement was it was scrubbed because there was a cruise ship in the waters off the coast are you kidding me so i know that we were concerned about you know what if it blows up and crashes and debris and it could get hit well you know i didn't realize anybody were on those cruise ships anymore but whatever and so again we are not ready for prime time now they ended up the next day everything was fine i guess all the clouds moved away and there were no other ships on the ocean and we went ahead and launched the rocket into space okay great but we're not ready for prime time i'm sorry jeff bezos elon musk what's his face richard branson Make it ready for prime time space, okay? Let's just make that happen. NASA, I don't know, work together. Maybe uh, figure it out. I know we've got some partners in India, some partners in China, some partners in Russia. Maybe we work it out a little bit. Figure it out how we how we come together and get ready for prime time space travel, okay? All right, good. I see where astronomers are now uh, identifying an exoplanet with a layered Earth-like atmospheric structure filled with metallic gas known as a hot Jupiter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking about some planet business. The planet orbits its host star in under 10 days. So... I mean, hot Jupiter could be the place to move. I'm ready. Let's go. Well, we're not ready for prime time. 
I mean, if we were ready for prime time, we could hop on a flight and get to hot Jupiter right now. Open up a club and we could just hang out. What are you doing this weekend? I'm heading to hot Jupiter. Oh, okay, cool. See you then. And uh, we have astronomers predicting signals from the merger of two giant black holes. You can write your own jokes on that. Don't stop it. Quit looking at me like that. It's just a joke. So there's a merger of two giant black holes. They're located. Would you stop? I said write your own jokes. I'm not going to write them for you, okay? I've got my own. They're located roughly 1.2 billion light years away and are expected to reach Earth in roughly 100 days. That's not that long, my friends. Uh, The long-predicted mechanism for the black hole growth has never been directly observed. I don't know that I like the sound of that. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen. It's the eminent merger of the giant black holes, and it's a never-before-seen event. Uh Uh-huh. And it could spark cosmic fireworks. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, okay, (laughs) okay, Uh, I don't necessarily want to see it. I'd like to keep it out there, okay? I know it's hundreds of millions of suns are gearing up for their cataclysmic merger as soon as 100 days from now, but let's, uh, let's not, let's keep it way out there, okay? That's all I want. That's all I care about, just keeping it way out there. And I see where we have the blasting radio waves coming from the mysterious nearby object in space. We have seen that documentary before. Okay. The radio waves blasting into her. That documentary has been part of our life before. So I don't know. They've spotted this object letting out giant blasts of energy three times an hour but we don't know what the object is oh and it's uh, you know four thousand light years away and so our astronomers again have never seen anything like it before and the object was disappearing and appearing and you know a few hours it would show up and then it would disappear and you know it would blast these radio waves and we don't know what it is So we've got the merging of black holes. We've got blasts of radio waves coming. I mean, can't we just go to hot Jupiter and call it a day? Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.